I would like to invite you to take a moment, intentionally closing your eyes or keeping them open, whatever you are called to do. Bringing your focus on a center of attention. Looking at that, feeling that, and recognizing what the yogis would call the drishti, the distilled focus. Breathing in and breathing out, simply paying noticed attention to your center. And all the while, remembering we have no control, breathing in and breathing out. Understanding that our expectations, our focus, and our desire to control is potentially an illusion. Breathing in and breathing out. Making yourself comfortable in the uncomfort. Recognizing that we have limited opportunity to control our expectations. Breathing in, grounding, finding center, and breathing out, releasing control, letting go. Finding your place in this experience. And all the while, reminding you to check in with your body, center with your emotional heart, the feelings, the experience, and allowing your thoughts to come online. Quickly and calmly, grounding yourself and recognizing the places that you have control and access to direction, to response, and places that you have absolutely no control. Breathing in and breathing out, coming back to center, coming back to your focus, opening your eyes if they are shut, refocusing if they are open, and simply being in your present moment. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, someone who I deeply respect and find complete enjoyment communicating, engaging, and spending time with. Ingrid. Hello. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. Yeah, I don't know if I can live up to that. Yes, good to see you too. 
it's not yours to live up to. It's mine to dump on you. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you receive it? Uh, yeah, it's always strange to receive other people's perspectives of you. Is it Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. I yeah. think we could talk about that for like six hours, couldn't we? Probably, absolutely. Not. Yeah. But that's and not what we're here for. It isn't what you're And you're going to take control of this. Exactly. And I'm going to release control, as I just said in the meditation. I'm not, I have no clue where we're going. But what I do know is I honor and respect your perspective and your journey, your healing journey. Mm. You and I have known each other for a minute. And mm-hmm. You've been doing some work and recently have done some work. Where are mm-hmm. you at in this moment before we go backwards or forwards? Where are you in this moment today? Mm. Uh, in what sense? Like That's a great question. You physically, emotionally, knowing them because you and I have done integration work and we do check-ins mm-hmm. in the last month, you've had a pretty profound experience. And I'm just wondering. Yeah. Where are you at physically in this moment? Mm-hmm. I feel very embodied, very in touch with my my body self, and kind of feel my heart feels pretty tender and open. That yeah. leads me directly into the heart of our conversation. You know, the world, the culture, our society talks about this mind, body, spirit integration, this locking of mm-hmm. sorts, or this fluidity between. And you mm-hmm. just made me alert to your your embodied and yet your heart center is definitely awake. Mm-hmm. Is that easy for you to access that connection between the body and the mind and the heart? Or does it jar you when you start recognizing mm-hmm. different aspects? Because you and I are both in tune to the theoretical. Let's talk the shit out of it. How does it right. manifest right. for you? when the body is ringing and resonating to you? Well, I think ever since I did the first psilocybin journey, that helped me re-experience my body as something new. And then my the somatic work, the psychedelic somatic work I've been doing. I think I have lived most of my life up here in my head, like conceptual and intellectual. And so it does feel very vulnerable, but welcome to be in the body and to feel literally how vulnerable it is the body itself it just feels very vulnerable and when you say that i deeply resonate with you because we can have eight trillion books to address or reference especially in the theatrics of the cognitive we can get in oh that book reassures me or oh this brilliant mind has told me to go that way. But it's a whole different fucking story when all of a sudden you're opened up in a psychedelic experience or integrating it afterwards to walk. It's almost as if you've fallen and scraped your leg and you can feel that air just kiss it. Yeah, that's a good description. In what way do you connect with that description? How do you resonate with that? Well, that's, I mean, that is kind of how my heart feels. I, I think when I bring my awareness to it, that is like that, like when you scrape your knee when you're little and it's like that kind of sting, a little stinging in the air. 
it's exposed. It doesn't feel protected anymore. Mm -hmm. And so how would you protect yourself or how would you reconcile the exposure with vulnerability versus maybe a learning lesson? How are you, I guess, personally doing that? What do you mean? I'm not sure what you mean. Thank you. What this is, hey, and P.S. Why I love connecting with you. You challenge me to fucking get grounded. So I bow to that. And anyone that wants to put me in check, just say, what do you mean? What I mean by that is when we feel exposed, what is your natural inclination? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to act and protect. Mm-hmm. Protect from what? Unknown, right. transformation, uh, evolution. Yeah. I know that's a really good question. Damage of some kind, hurt, sh- sh- pain, pain, I guess is what the, at the very bottom of it would be pain. Yeah. And can you help me understand that better? Are you suggesting that it could be pain on the horizon or reconciling pain or a combination of the two? I think it has to be a combination. And to quiet the mind to the point where we can hear what it is, maybe if it's from a story of past or a future worry. Yeah, I feel like our our bodies, I'm starting to feel like our bodies know a lot more than I realized, like, know more than I, I do, like the me that I think of as me. Can you give a lived experience about maybe something that you quickly honor when you say the body knows more than what the me knows? What was one of the quickest and easiest access points that you were like, holy shit, my body does definitely know more than I think it does? Um, I don't know if there is something so just the with the all the psychedelic work, just becoming so more so much more aware of what it's telling me and then listening to it and noticing that I feel better. And it's pretty basic. In some ways, very basic. Like if I have to go to the bathroom, if I'm thirsty, like um, how simple those things are, but how conditioned we are in our culture and our families too sometimes to just to ignore those things, to put them off, to discipline ourselves. It just feels a lot more tender. It sure does, doesn't it? And ironically... You and I tried to make this podcast and session and conversation happen, and it failed miserably because of technology issues. And now I'm resonating deeply myself personally because I recently had my own embodied experience that now I'm walking around like hypersensitive to my awareness Mm -hmm. of body. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really Mm -hmm. reflecting on your conversation about something as simple as the bathroom or this idea of tiredness, Mm -hmm. awareness of a knee injury. And I think we in the world of this renaissance of psychedelics are forgetting, hey, it's not just about this 
spiritual journey or psychological mm-hmm. journey or healing trauma journey, but let's get back in our fucking body mm-hmm. and honor it, right? Yeah, and that actually honoring our body is healing trauma. Say more mm-hmm. about that because what how you say it is perfect. Well, it's not so much me saying it as what I've been learning from other people, but one of the things I heard recently was somebody say was that we're we are incarnate in this in this world not to transcend it but to learn how to live in it and i thought that was really beautiful a lot of the psychedelic enthusiasts including myself sometimes <laughs> want to like feel there's like beyond and there's beauty in that too the sense of oceanic connectedness but who we are truly is also embodied and that we we just don't i don't think we give that enough we honor that enough because it scares us. Right. And there's what follows up, and I think this is going to dovetail into what I'm really excited to talk about is the reality of being in our body. So the person that said that is eloquent in saying it's about learning to live in it mm-hmm. and accept it. And mm-hmm. I think, as you call it, the psychedelic enthusiast does not want to look mm-hmm. at the here and now or the mm-hmm. fact this is trudging through a bunch of shit. As yeah, in, it's so much trudging. It's so much fucking trudging. Can you tell me about your personal experience of trudging and how you're managing that? Well, like, I mean, from the moment we wake up, you know, we're like, oh, fuck, like, gotta take care <laughs> of our bodies, you know? And I think if we, like, the more I, the more I identify with the me, of up in my mind, the more it feels like trudging to take care of my body or it's like, oh God, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to brush my teeth. You know, why can't I get to the stuff that really matters? Like thinking. Right. <laughs> like, like lying down, eating grapes and ruminating <laughs> about some poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Listening to Mozart. Oh. But it, it is, it's just, I think I've heard a lot of people say too how, how hard it is. Like we have to eat dinner every day. How frustrating it is, you know, every day we have to think about what we're going to eat. Like just that kind of trudging. It, it's inescapable. It is inescapable. And yet what mm-hmm. I deeply appreciate about this perspective is that in the Renaissance of psychedelics, we can't bypass spiritually we cannot look at going oh there's something on the other side because Mm -hmm. what it's missing is the fact that as i humbly recognized recently is oh yeah we have to honor this experience to be able to be prepared for the next Mm -hmm. and i'm going to just go off on a little soapbox but i believe that's why we're incarnated is to really place our lessons and learn them and feel them in a physicality otherwise we would be walking around with fucking spiritual light beings and be like nothing bothers us (laughs) yeah right right yeah yeah and i think and i'm gonna say it and be okay with it but psychedelics is not a one fucking pill one hit wonder it is a trudging a a reconciling and unfolding and I would really love your perspective of what you recently have found in your own story. Was it everything? 
being invited into this world and taking the invitation that you thought it was going to be? So the first journey I did with my sitter had all of the qualities that I kind of imagined that it would and more. Um, and it offered me an experience that felt transcendent and biographical and embodied. So it sort of felt like everything magical and real was coming together. The second one I did did not have those same qualities. And it was more humbling in the sense that it really brought me into like the reality of relationships with people that I love um, rather than something that was transcendent or I guess magical. It really kind of brought me to look at, at myself and the world and the people in it. And so there's part of me that's disappointed by that, like, ah, oh, shit, I wanted to feel, you know, like I'm floating on a cloud of beauty. But, you know, what good would that do if it didn't? I thought to myself, if these experiences don't help me live in the world better and, and be in better relationship with people, then what's the point of them? Is it just to feel good? Is it just to feel some sort of transcendence? That's really empty, ultimately. That literally takes the breath out of me. And I'm grateful for what you're saying, because at the end of the day, what I'm hearing you say is you're honoring the people that you've come into contract with. And the idea of the relationship being an agreement you've mm -hmm. made in this body. Mm -hmm. And you're also looking to push the envelope spiritually. You're looking to respect yourself and go, oh, okay, I can't minimize what I'm facing or what I have or the people that are invited into my world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the reality. This is reality. And mm -hmm. living in, for lack of better terms, a hedonistic or transcendent spiritual world is wonderful. And I think everybody wants to get a kiss of that or a touch of that. Yeah, and I would sure. highly encourage it. Yeah. But in our life, it's resonating deeply, even with the psychedelic movement. Not everyone's going to say, hey, that's real. Mm -hmm. And finding mm -hmm. a grounding cord to reality, be it the Buddhist saying, chop wood, carry water, be mm -hmm. in your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't need medicine to transcend. You need to actually be fucking grounded in the nuances, right? Yeah, I guess that's the, that, the paradox. How do you love that paradox? How do you sit in that paradox? I don't know, man. They <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Yeah, like those moments when you're just so in the world and so in your body and with people. It is like a paradox. It feels so real and alive and gritty. Um, but there's something that feels kind of spiritual, for lack of a better word, about it. And coming from you to say spiritual. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a spiritual person. Can you elaborate on that? How do you integrate spirituality or that word when you also say you're not a spiritual person? How are you embodying that every day? I just, I think the word, the word spiritual is like hijacked and thrown around and it can be really damaging. and It, it gets equated with a sort of magical thinking. So not that kind of, I'm really, I have a, maybe too much of an aversion to that, but 
the idea of spiritual and that there's more than what I know or that I can put words to. Uh, but that I that I can buy and believe in, you know, because obviously I don't know everything. That'd be crazy if I thought that. And that is another reason why I bow and embrace in talking to you is the fact that we are humble and have no fucking clue what we're talking yeah. about. Take back everything I said. Let's edit it and give us the podcast is going to be quiet. They're going to be like, this is our version of what we think. Right. Yeah. I have to ask the question I always ask, Ingrid, how are you being gentle with yourself and all that is unfolding and all that is being uncovered and shown to you? What are the ways you're being gentle with yourself? Gentle see here well just again kind of comes back to the body like like I don't have to I'm, I'm being more gentle with myself in terms of what I think I have to be in the world like maybe this will turn around again and I'll become obsessed with success or something I don't know but right now I feel very gentle in that all I really have to be is just be a person and I think that some of that came up in the work with my sitter the psychedelic work that I don't have to prove or I don't have to prove that I'm worth being alive. You know, that just being a human is enough. So that's really powerful for me. And that feels very gentle. I feel that. 